Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially independent. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and start to live the life they truly desire. Get ready to be uncomfortable. It's not easy to unpack our thoughts and behaviors, but we will learn so much about ourselves in the process. I'm super excited for you to join me on this journey. Let's do this. Hi, you guys. Today, I'm putting out a conversation with my first ever guest, Heather Albrecht. And I cannot think of a better guest to have as my first conversation on the podcast. Heather is amazing. She's a money coach who just wants people to not be so stressed out around money so that they can actually live their lives. What a novel concept, right? I had such a great conversation with her. We have very similar missions in the world, and you'll see exactly how aligned we are on so many of the issues that come up in our everyday lives. We talk a lot about culture, um, spending with intention, planning for the basics in life, which aren't exactly glamorous, and how to actually make this process kind of fun. She talks about how we can think of this as putting a puzzle together. It can be challenging, but it can also be pretty fun at the same time. She also throws in some really great tips, which I have already started to implement myself. Heather's company is called Balance Financial Coaching. Definitely check her out on Facebook, where she also has a private group, um, where if you join, you can hear more of her tips and also see some live videos. I hope you guys all enjoy this, and please feel free to share with anyone else who you think might be interested. All right, let's go. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, So as you know, I um, am starting to roll out, um, I don't even want to say interviews, more just conversations with other people because the idea is that I want um, my audience to be able to see themselves in other people's stories and experiences. So I really appreciate you being open and vulnerable and sharing everything that you have to share today. Um, so I guess just to get started, um, I'd love to hear, to tell everybody um, a little bit about yourself and um, kind of where you are at this stage in your own personal money journey. Okay. So do you want to know a little about my like my personal life first or like where I live, all that sort of stuff. Sure. High level, high level. Okay, cool. So, um, so I'm a mom of two. I've been married since 2004 and I live in Vermont. Um, spend a lot of time outside. My kids are 12 and 14, a boy and a girl. And, um, yeah, so we're doing the pandemic schooling and all that. Uh, they're Mm -hmm. doing school from home right now. And I've been a business owner since 2012. And um, I have a new-ish financial coaching practice and a uh, house cleaning service that is a solopreneur um, journey 
that I've had since 2015. Um, and I'm 100% self-employed through those two businesses. And uh, yeah, that was a little high level there. <laughs> yeah, um, that's really a lot on your plate, I think. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people listening can kind of can, can relate to the homeschooling and relate to the, the, the pressure of juggling multiple responsibilities during this time. There's a um, few balls in the air. <laughs> Um, I would love to hear more about what, um, well, your current business, the financial coaching business, and um, what kind of got you into um, wanting to be a, a, a solopreneur in general in the first place, and um, just kind of the, the, the stories that, that um, what do you tell yourself when you get out of bed in the morning? What motivates you? Cool. So I have known that I wanted to be self-employed since I was probably like 14 or 15 years old. And I just didn't know what that was going to look like. I grew up in the hospitality industry. Um, both of my grandparents had bed and breakfast in ski resort areas in um, Vermont. And so I grew up working in those, especially in the wintertime. And um, so I knew that I wanted to be self-employed somehow. I just wasn't sure how that was going to occur. And then life happened and I graduated from college and um, ended up working in retail because that was what was available to me quickly at the time. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard coming of age and like starting to build a life in, you know, 2008 was pretty much like, you know, <laughs> between 2001 and 2008 was like the beginning of my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> as an adult and uh, the struggle was there. Um, so my financial coaching practice came about when I had some personal struggles with money, um, little, little mental breakdown in 2016 from being like overwhelmed and trying to do too much and oh, realized <laughs> we've all been there at some point, right? Hopefully not as far as I got, but like, you know, I wasn't hospitalized, but it was close. <laughs> Um, so I realized that financial stability and financial security was really, and just really the mindset around all of that was where my, um, my stress really was coming from because we were actually in a pretty good place financially at that point. Um, but I wasn't feeling super secure about it because I was brand new to being completely self-employed when this all happened. And, I felt like a lot was resting on my shoulders to make everything successful. And so there was just too much pressure there. And I realized that learning about money could um, relieve some of that stress because mm -hmm. with knowledge is power, right? Mm -hmm. And being intentional. And so I set out on a journey to learn more about money myself and then realized that, holy cow, I wanted to help other women to feel better about money because it just affects so many parts of your life. And so many people don't want to put focus on that because it feels, it just doesn't feel right. I think to a lot of people, we have so many stigmas around money and, but gosh, when your money's on point, you're able to do so much, so many other things, so many other great things. And yeah. so I want to help women with that. And that is amazing. Um, I am psyched that you are on that journey and that you want to motivate and encourage other women to do. And it, it's, it's, it's um, very similar to why I'm doing this podcast in the first place as well. I mean, I, 
I'm setting out to do it because I'm on my own money journey and I want to help other women on theirs and empower them. And, you know, you mentioned the stigma. Um, it's true. Our culture has this kind of taboo um, around money still um, yeah. at, at this day and age. And it's, it's just incredible. Um, people are afraid to talk about how, what they make. Um, people are afraid to just to really just like open themselves up and to, it, it almost feels like there's like our culture just has created this kind of competitive nature in all of us and the concept of keeping up with the Joneses. And it just really makes people, I think, um, put a guard up and um, feel like they can't be open and vulnerable when it comes to this, a, a very, very important topic. Right. Um, and it's competitive, but there's also this secrecy. Like you don't know what what cards everybody else is holding. So you have no idea, like they're going to Maui, but is that on a credit card or is that like cash flowed? No one knows. And so you just see this picture and you're like, well, am I behind or am I ahead? Where mm -hmm. am I at? Like, am I, are we on the same level or are we on different levels? It's and so social, complicated. social media does not help at all. Oh. <laughs> uh, it makes it worse because you think, you know, this person's doing, you see all the pictures of their trip to Maui and you see the, the beautiful family and all the, 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 um, the amazing Christmas presents and all of this wonderful stuff, but you just don't really know anybody's, the truth, anybody's truth behind all of that. They could be struggling right. as much as, as, as you are. Um, and one other thing I wanted to to just mention um, was the the mental breakdown that you said, and I I, I kind of made a joke of it, but it's it's not really funny. It's not funny at all, right? Um, in the fact that um, we can all relate so much, and I, I, I mentioned before we um, started recording that I've had my own mental breakdowns lately. Um, and I think this year in particular just has kind of made us all a lot more raw, a lot more open and, um, and I guess frustrated with certain things, but also um, made us, made this experience a lot more real for us. For and sure. I think what's 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 really kind of um, what it culminates in is that people need to realize what is important in their lives. And at the end of the day, um, money is really just a resource. And if if you you can use it for whatever you want, it's an opportunity. But it 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 shouldn't control our lives in the negative way that some people allow it to. Um, and when it comes to having a mental breakdown as a result of money, then that's really, that's probably as negative as you can get. And I really want to be able to, to, and I, and I know you do as well. This is why, why we're doing what we're doing to be able to help other women to not have those mental breakdowns. Yeah, for sure. That's like my ultimate goal is to help guide other women to have plans in place so that they have the safety net and they know that 
so, you know, things are going to happen. Like life happens. You know, your car is going to break down at some point because it's a mechanical object and they break, or, you know, that something's going to go wrong in your house and you're going to have to do work on it. Um, you know, those are things that we all can kind of see coming. No one saw the pandemic coming. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, some people think they did, but um, like no one saw how it was going to affect our lives or how long. And there was just so much uncertainty. But you and know what I remember? Like that, that, that like people don't realize that there's so the pandemic has affected us, not just in that everybody's working from home and or right. or you know, you might lose your job. There's so many other things that it's, it's, um, affected that like down the line, you don't even realize, I mean, it's affected our entire lives in some capacity. Oh, for sure. 100%. But you know what? I remember sitting there at the beginning of, um, all of this last March and being just so grateful for the experiences that I had financially from the crash in 08 and the housing crisis. Cause I had my second child in 2008, I was pregnant and my husband's company was like laying people off like crazy. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, we're having a second kid. We're three years into our mortgage. Like, this is a horrible time. Like what can we do to feel better prepared for the future after this ha has happened? And I remember sitting there last March, just thinking how grateful I was that I had taken that information in 2008 and like remembered what I needed to feel more secure and like just thanking my past self <laughs> for mm. thinking of the things that could have come up. And, you know, we were, we were relatively lucky that I had you know, built up an emergency fund because I've been worried about my self-employment. If I hurt myself, I wasn't able to continue working. And so there'd been that, that question in my mind. And so I had built up like an emergency salary fund through my business to be able to pay myself for a while. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be able to pay myself for a year, <laughs> but I knew I was okay for a little while. <laughs> And that's, and, and that just shows, I think the, um, importance of building up that, that emergency and, and, um, cash kind of excess funds, because you, your you, with your house cleaning business, you were out of work for uh, several months. So yeah. you needed to rely on that. Otherwise, you know, you, you would really be in a much tougher place. Oh, for sure. And, and just knowing what I know about, most Americans' personal financial situation and that most people don't have an emergency fund. And it just makes me so sad to know that like I had tried to learn from those lessons and prepare and just knowing that so many people hadn't gotten that information because it it, it is about it's about receiving the information. And since we don't talk about money and people don't seek out information about money, they don't get the information. And so it's, it's nobody's fault that no. they weren't in this situation because just so many people don't receive the education financially. Uh, yeah. And um, thank you for saying that. I, this all goes back to my, my huge concern that financial education is not taught in schools. And it should be. 
it's amazing how we live in a in, in a society and a culture that does not teach such practical and important skills for to kids. So you know, there I, are some states that do, but they focus on like investing and stuff, and it's like that's yes. all well and good. But start with the basics. Starts with start with balancing a checkbook and knowing how to like make a budget. You know, start at the real basics. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. My um, my four year old just just yesterday um, was trying to watch something on TV and managed to charge a couple of episode, new episodes of something, uh, a show he was watching on Amazon Prime. And <laughs> he, it's, it's so funny because, you know, they were $1.99. It's not that big of a deal, but I wanted to show him that that the impact of what that is and just I want to be able to teach him that hey you know what like you there's you can't you can't just watch whatever you want whenever you want it I mean in this day and age you know sure enough like you you can but there's there comes a price to certain things so I wanted to show him the value so we have this um piggy bank that we keep in our um in our dining room just kind of in the in the corner off to the side and my husband and I will throw in some change whenever here and there and um, so I pulled out the piggy bank and I showed it to him and I'm like, feel how heavy this is. And, um, and he did. And so then we dumped out all the change and I counted out $4 worth of change and showed him that this is how much those two episodes of your show cost. And it was, it was, you could tell that he was starting like a light bulb was starting to click a little bit. I don't know if he still fully understands, but I just wanted to give him the the, the concept that you know at, at at a young age that money doesn't just grow on trees, and that mom and dad work hard for everything that he has. Um, but you know, I, I don't. There's no curriculum to parenting. This is just something that's important to me, and my t- antennas are up for these kind of situations where I can start to talk about money and um, the emotions behind it and what it means and the values and all of that stuff in our house. But it, it's it's a shame that um, it's not reiterated as much as it, I, I feel it should be in schools. Yeah, no, that's great. What a good job on like embracing that learning opportunity. I love it. I'm all um, over it. By the way, side note, you can set up a parental pin code on Amazon because I just had to do it the other day. <laughs> I had to do something and I, and when I had the chance, I was going to look at it. So yep. that's very it's like helpful. a five digit pin. It's five digits. So you have to pre-plan because I was like, oh my God, I can't use the one that I normally use. That's four. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. It's like, you know, I, this also comes with, I'm not prepared for this next stage of parenting where my kids become smarter than me at certain points. And um, I, I have a friend who has um, a daughter that's similar in age to my son. And she was saying how one morning she woke up early and she found mom's phone and she went on Amazon and managed to order herself some My Little Ponies. And, you know, luckily it was only $20, but it could have been $200. And, and she doesn't know if, you know, $20 could be groceries. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just really interesting how um, we're set up in this culture now where it's so easy for kids to just spend money. And I feel like that makes it almost 
easier for them to not even to just take advantage of it or to or to to not even think of you know the the meaning of it that much because it just you know it's just it goes on mom's credit card or something yeah oh psychologically psychologically that disconnect between cash and credit cards and like one click or whatever you know like just tapping I mean whatever it might be that disconnect between cash and credit is huge psychologically. I've read some awesome stuff about that. I mean, there was actually a really cool study where they had two groups of college kids um, bidding on tickets to a sporting event. And, um, And it was all online, but some of them had cash and some of them had a credit card. The people that paid with a credit card to bid on these sporting events paid 75%, I think was the number, somewhere around, it was a high, high percentage more than the people who had the cash. Like, I think they were bidding within the grouping. Um, It was it was crazy. I mean, it is a huge disconnect and we just don't feel the loss. Like it's, there's an actual feeling psychologically of loss when you exchange cash for merchandise. And when you're doing it with a credit card, it's not the same. You get back exactly what you were given plus, or what you gave plus what you wanted to buy. So it doesn't, we just don't feel it. And so when I start with my financial coaching clients, I start them, I try to start them on a cash diet it's harder now than it was, but we do like a little audit and we try to start with that for certain things. And it makes an enormous difference. Yeah. I was, I was that you, um, just read my mind. I was actually going to go into that. Is that something, um, that you talk about with your, with your coaching clients? Oh, for Um, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Everything that I've all the research that I, that I've read and, and the things that I've looked into really say that cash is, um, paying in cash, it just feels so archaic in this day and age, but yeah. you're absolutely right. There is, if, if you set aside a certain, a certain amount and you put that in cash and you actually physically go to the ATM or go to the bank and like have this amount in cash and you say, this is what I'm going to spend, you know, over this period or what, whatever, um, timeframe you're thinking about it's when it's gone, it's gone. And so it really is like a mindset. It's a psychology, the psychology of, of it. And um, I'd love to hear more about uh, some of your client scenarios and just how you clients um, around that specific um, mindset. Totally. And so I 100% practice what I preach in my coaching practice. So I have, um, I have set up accounts online and when the pandemic hit, it was actually, I guess it was probably like late 2019, I had kind of gotten a little bit away from cash on my own. Like I used to go to the, go to the bank and take out money for my groceries and we didn't do gas because gosh, paying for gas with cash is just, is not worth the headache. (laughs) Um, But we would do gas. We'd have like an emergency section. I try to budget for haircuts that way, which this is almost a year of growth here, guys. <laughs> like I haven't had a haircut since Valentine's Day of last year. <laughs> so we are long right now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, let's see, what else do we do? So we would do recreational money. I would take that out in cash. So I try to like have my clients think of categories and then, oh, 
a huge one also is my husband and I each have like a cash allowance every mm -hmm. pay period. And so our cash allowance is for like the little things that we want to buy that are pretty much just for ourselves, like um, a cup of coffee out or a magazine, or if I want to get you know, an article of clothing that's not a, a want, not a need, but a want. Um, I was going to say the trips to Target. <laughs> it's the beer fund, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the craft cider fund. It's all of those things. And so, you know, he spends that and then I don't have to be like, oh my gosh, you know, $30 of the grocery budget went to your beer this month or whatever, you know, <laughs> um, this week, <laughs> but you know, it's, there's just, it eliminates that nitpickiness. So it will improve your relationship with your spouse around money big time by having an allowance, decide on it ahead of time, make it equal. <laughs> and, you know, that's like my relationship tip of the day. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we still take that out as cash, but I stopped taking the grocery and gas and recreation money out as cash. And I set up a separate bank account for those things. So what I do is um, I actually transfer money every pay period into the separate account. And then um, because we're like credit card rewards, people also Absolutely. pay my balance off every month, but I, you know, I'm going to spend the money on groceries anyway. I might as well get something for that. And I'm looking to travel once this all cools down. <laughs> That's a really good point. I mean, some a lot of people are, you know, we're not, by no means are we denouncing credit cards oh. here, but because they are very valuable. I was just going to say, and uh, part of my interruption for one second. No, fine. Um, I have a credit card where I get um, one percent for everything I purchase and one percent for everything I pay down. So I will put my kids' daycare on the on my credit card. Um, and whatever, whatever expenses, but I make sure that I have the cash available to pay it off right away. And then at the end of the month, I, I have this chunk of money and uh, of cash rewards and you can use it. It's interesting. You can use it in whatever way you want. You can use it as a statement credit. You can use it as, um, you can just get a check in the mail. You can get it, you can exchange it for a gift card. Mm -hmm. And I find that, um, when I use it, when I, when I um, get use it to get a check in the mail, then I cash the check and I use that cash as just as as part of that kind of cash allowance that I give myself. I don't, yeah. I don't know as organized as you do, but um, but it really makes a difference rather than if you just applied it to your credit card statement, that would just make you want to kind of mindlessly spend more on, on your credit card anyway, because you're like, hey, I just made a free $75. Let me just charge it up again. So um you know, just to, again, just kind of a mindset thing. And when yeah. you think about it, this is use your credit card for the rewards, but you, but make sure you actually have the money to spend it to, to pay it off. Yeah. I mean, my goal for the last few years has been no payments and interest to credit cards. Love so it. I love it's, it. it's been a great one. I'm like, Oh, did we make it this year? Cause you know, every now and then you might forget like, Oh, there's like, I don't use my Kohl's credit card all that often, but I'm sure as heck going to use it if I'm going to get 30% off. <laughs> but, yeah. You just, but just be careful. With yeah. And remember that bill's going to come. <laughs> yeah. So you want to make sure that you have, and it sounds like the way you have it for set up for yourself and your family is that you already have that budgeted out. 
Mm-hmm. And you have that available. So go ahead and charge it on the Kohl's credit card because you have the cash to, to pay that down right away. And, um, and you've budgeted and planned for that. So maybe yeah. this episode helps you stay under budget. And that extra bit is just a little more that you could put into your beer account <laughs> or what, or 100%. What, whatever it is. Yeah. It just makes the money go further. I mean, we, so I have like a clothing fund, big fan of sinking funds, love a good sinking fund. And so we've got a clothing fund, we've got travel fund, um, gifts for the whole year. And so, yeah, if I'm getting 30% off at Kohl's and that's where I'm buying their clothes, then that just means I can buy 30% more clothes if we need them. Um, you know, or it, it makes it, a little bit easier to pay more for the sneakers that are special at like a different store where there aren't good promos, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's all about just like, I mean, money is a tool. Money's also a game <laughs> and you want to win the game, right? Like let's gamify the heck out of this thing and win. <laughs> and that is totally where I'm at with it. Like make it fun, make it like kind of a puzzle and figure it out. And you can win hardcore at this game if you know how to play it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that because so many people, and again, the, 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 the audience, the people that I, that I'm um, talking to with, with this podcast is like people that um, are, I, I guess I want these people to not be afraid, to not be afraid of money, use it just like you said, as a tool, but also make it fun. Like don't, don't make it like it's um, something that you need to, it's about taking the stress away from it, basically. I mean, totally. And you can take the stress away the more knowledgeable you are about it. And I agree with you that when you do take the time to look at what you have and to kind of organize it out into different buckets and think about it exactly the way that you do, um, it does kind of become fun and it becomes a way of, it, it takes the stress out and makes you kind of shift the way you're thinking about money in a completely different way. Um, yeah. And it also and, makes you able to, to use that for, um, for more of what you want it to be used for rather than to feel like you're always um, behind or saying, I don't have enough money to do this. When you plan, mm-hmm. you have the ability to, to, to prioritize what you want to use your money for. Um, you know, and you can talk more to that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is intention. So like my biggest point with my clients is a little bit of planning, a lot of intention and, um, and then just make it simple. Like my goal is to simplify it. I don't want my clients thinking about money all the time. I want you to forget that it's payday because money isn't stressful to you. <laughs> like that's, yeah. I, I mean, my husband will be like, did we get paid this week? <laughs> Mostly because like, he's wondering if he's getting allowance this week, <laughs> which I am too. You know, it's like, I don't remember, hold on. <laughs> but, you know, automate the heck out of it, make it so that it's simple. And that's totally my goal. I mean, I think a lot of people, when they think about, planning for their money. They think that that means that they're going to be spending a ton of time every week on their money. No, not at all. Like I sit down once a month, 12 times a year, and I put money into my sinking funds. Like it's something that happens at the end of the month. I, you know, sit down with my, um, 
my spreadsheet that I teach my clients how to use. And like, I sit down with my personal spreadsheet and I look at that once a pay period, you know, like on payday, I see, okay, what do I need to make sure is coming out? I, I still use a paper checkbook also, which people are like, why do you do that? <laughs> like, because the pen to paper, like it, yeah. it feels more realistic. I know that what I've done here matches my bank account, matches yeah. my, my statement, you know, on my spreadsheet and where okay. things are at. It's also just like the awareness of it. It's so easy to just um, lose track. Like if you're checking your bank, yes. your, your checking account statement online, you like, it's just, okay. Oh yeah. I forgot. I spent that. I forgot. I went there and it's right. just kind of, you can easily kind of scroll through it. But when you actually um, write it down, you don't have that choice to, yeah. to you have to have some kind of awareness um, and intention around what you're spending. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it does feel like an archaic practice, but it's, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's an important thing to, to, when you see it visually and you're actually the one writing it out, it, it's, yeah. it, it affects your mindset around it. And if we follow this thread, like way, way back to some of the things that I was saying before, like when I was pregnant with my son in 2008 and all the uncertainty was happening around our finances, it's like my husband and I each had a debit card and we would use them. And so then I found myself sitting down and spending a lot of time, like trying to figure out, okay, like this purchase was his, this wasn't, you know, fraudulent, you know, it's like, what was what? And there were so many transactions and that's why the cash is so helpful. It eliminates all of that, like looking to see, oh, has that cleared? Oh, what is this? You know, it's, yep. it just takes away all of that. Like my checkbook transactions, there's like maybe 12 to 15 of them a month. There's not a lot. Yeah. And so that just makes that more simple. And really the more simple you can make everything the easier it is on yourself and the, the less stressful it will be. Yeah. I love that. I think that's such a like simple way to look at things. And I think, um, the, the, a lot of people can relate to that because we live in a world where everything just becomes so complex that it's, it, be, it gets overwhelming. And I think, again, that's where so many people just avoid, they avoid right. money, everything about money, looking at their accounts and, and, um, you know, like even e any kind of management of it, because it just feels too overwhelming to handle. Yeah. And cost. don't even get me started with subscriptions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or like yeah. paying like Apple pay or not Apple pay, but like Apple subscriptions or Google play subscriptions those can be such a mess to try to untangle. And you're like, you don't even know you're paying for it or what you're paying for. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. how do I stop it? I don't know. It's like when you say yes to the free magazine subscription for three months when you're in like the bookstore, <laughs> like I should have just said no. <laughs> and how many things, right. How many things do you, do you agree to because you get a free um, three months of this and then all of a sudden like they, you don't even realize it and you, you get a, a $50 charge on your credit card and you're like, what, right. what is that? What, or you how realize do you've been paying for it for three years and you didn't even know. <laughs> you're like, what is this app? <laughs> 
like, again, like this is kind of the, the, the culture and the world that we're in that like almost preys off of that. Like they, like they, they know that people are too busy and their lives are too complicated to, um, to think through everything right. and stuff like that's going to get missed. So I almost feel like in a way that's like a marketing tool. I was, I was like, just going to say like, it is marketing 101, make it simple to pay, make it like easy to forget. <laughs> and, and it is, and, and make it hard to cancel. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's difficult and like be in your face all the time. So, um, I'm going to give you one of my favorite tips right now. You're going to yeah. love this. So a few years ago, I set up a folder in my email and it's just shopping. So I started sending every single promotional email. Like I just started filtering them to go to this one folder rather than my inbox. Okay. And so when I need to buy something and I know I'm going to go to the store, like I get coupons from Michael's and I'm not sure how often people are shopping at Michael's for craft supplies, but like they send me sometimes three a day. I'm like, why are there so many? Uh -huh. <laughs> and so I have them all just filtered to go there out of sight, out of mind. It's not uh -huh. triggering me to go to the store or to go to their website because I'm not thinking about it when it's not on my you know, yeah. on my to-do list. Like if my daughter needs something for an art project, then I know that I can look in that folder and there's probably guaranteed to be a promotional discount in there. And I just go in and I just delete everything once, you know, once a month or once every few months. I mean, there's a few hundred emails in that folder right now because the holidays and I haven't purged it yet, but I just send everything there. And so it's not coming into my inbox. I'm not seeing it unless I want to see it. It's, so I shifted that. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm going to do that as soon as we get done with this conversation. Um, I think that that's awesome because it's just not in your face. And right. I can't tell you um, the number of times that I might be having a stressful day. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'll check my email and I get a email from J. Crew or, oh, J. J. Crew um, Factory is, the, is my big one now. Um, <laughs> always having sales and every day it's a sale this is 70% off this is especially now after the holidays right um, check out our clearance items and if I'm having if I'm in a vulnerable place because I'm overwhelmed or stressed out or whatever sometimes I just want an escape so I will click on it and right. the more you click on it the more emails you're going to get and sometimes I'm like oh maybe I'm having a tough day, but I did this really great. I deserve to go to, to buy myself this sweater and it's 70% off. So I can, I can, um, argue that that's, um, that that's okay. I make my own money. I'm, I'm working hard, right? I deserve it. <laughs> I deserve it. Exactly. And it's just, it's just so interesting how many, how much I, I did go through a period where I unsubscribed to a bunch of those emails, but then I've also found myself resubscribing because right. I will, I will, I will ultimately end up shopping at, at one of the stores and all that stuff. So then I'm kind of back to square one again. Yeah. So I think that's an amazing tip. 
And I'm a deal hunter, which is why I don't like to unsubscribe from those things. Because if I'm going to end up there, I want to have a promotional discount because I don't want to miss out on a coupon if I'm going to be buying something anyway. So that's why I like the folder idea, because a lot of people will say just unsub from them all. But um, I feel like if I put them in a folder, then I'm getting kind of like the best of both worlds. It's out of my face, but I also know it's there if I want it or need it. <laughs> there is also, um, there's a balance. Balance, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a little bit of a thrill that you get from getting a deal too. Oh, for sure. I, I think there's a lot of, um, um, I know there's a lot of, like Instagram accounts out there now that are all about that follow Target and um, Marshalls and that kind of stuff. And, and it's like, this is what's a, you know, this is the after the holidays clearance. Look what I got for all for $12. Look at all this stuff that I got. And it's like, again, like the thinking the, the, you get the thrill of it because of getting all, all this stuff for a discount, but do you really need it in the first place? And like, what's the intention behind it? Is the intention the game mm-hmm. to get the discount? Because if that's the case, then like we said, you can play that game and put together that puzzle in a completely different way. And then you still don't have all the extra junk hanging around because we all, everybody, and I'm just going to say this like a blanket statement. I think everybody just has too much junk lying around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what actually, like, it's funny that you mentioned that because what got me most, like the, my first step was a friend introducing me to minimalism in 2014 we were trying to sell our house at the time and I was like I need to get rid of all of this stuff and she's like she's like oh I have something that'll help you like really get into a better place mentally with getting rid of stuff and I was like oh okay so I started following the minimalists and um sustainable minimalists and all that sort you know different things and um Well, I am, as you can see from my background area, definitely not like minimalist with like (laughs) certain things. Um, I like to plan ahead and um, especially with kids growing. I mean, your kids are very young, so you know how quickly they grow. My kids are at that stage where they're like almost adult size. And so they're not growing as much anymore. But then at the same time, I think my son grew eight inches this year or something. It's crazy. (laughs) Um, it is unbelievable how fast they grow it is isn't it yeah I mean my my son my oldest is I think has gone through like three different shoe sizes in the last couple of months I mean his yeah we've been joking because my my 12 year old has his voice has deepened and he's now wearing like men's size shoes and like men's size small clothing and so my husband's like, is there another man in the house? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's, that's no, Colby. That's <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I like to have like the next size because I also don't want to just be having to run out to grab something. Like I like to right. know that it's available. Right. And so thank goodness for storage and storage bins <laughs> because I do try to buy ahead and, um, and yeah. have it on hand. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I think there's the whole culture, the, um, you know, the Marie Kondo, the, 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 the whole, it, it's like a culture of decluttering and organizing and just simplifying. And I think so many of us deep down crave that because yeah. it does feel really good when you clean out your closet and you clean out, your, like you just get rid of all the excess. It feels really good. And uh, it's a huge stress reducer. 
like yeah. big time. I mean, your physical surroundings affect your stress level so, so much. And, you know, just getting rid of things or getting things organized. I mean, I've been like a lifelong organizer. <laughs> like one of the funniest things is when I came across a chart that I made of like what was in each bin under my box when I was like 15 years old, like under my bed, I had the under bed storage organization chart. <laughs> <laughs> like a nerd from way back. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and no you know, so owner. you've got everything all kind of organized and, and situated just the way you want to. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely my superpower. Like I know where things are. There might be a lot of it, but I know about where it is. <laughs> But it's true. I mean, and, and I'm going to sort of, um, you know, kind of tie this all together again, but I think that mm -hmm. um, your personal, like everything, you know, your, your world around you, if that's disorganized and that feels complicated and overwhelming, then, you know, you feel the need to simplify and it, and it goes the same with your, um, the same way with your finances. I mean, totally. the idea is you, it's, it becomes less scary and overwhelming when you simplify it. And, um, and I know that's, you know, the, your whole goal with, with the clients that you work with. So, um, do yeah. you want to, you know, just tell everybody what, what your business is called and, you know, are you work you know, accepting new clients right now? And then, and then, um, yeah, just, just kind of tell us more about how everybody can, can find you. Awesome. Yeah. So the name of my business is Balance Financial Coaching, and you can find me on Facebook. I do have a Facebook page and my website is very easy to find. Um, I have a community for women. So I would love for any of your listeners to join my community. Um, you can easily find that by going to the Balance Financial Coaching Facebook page, but I'm sure I'll also give Megan the links for that. Uh, awesome. The name of the group is Values and Money, a community for exploring better balance. And um, so that's just a great little area where I have conversations and go live and give little trainings and tips about finances, things that are going on in current events. Um, there was a lot of live videos during um, COVID to try to keep everybody up to date on like what they're, what they should be looking out for and things awesome. that were happening. Um, I that. am accepting new clients. I offer a free Q and A session um, for 15 minutes so that people can have a conversation with me and see if they think that coaching is a good fit for them. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of the gateway. And, um, if you listen to this and you already sound like, Hey, she's my jam right there. Let's, let's do this thing. Then I have, um, a clarity session that you can book straight on the website also. And that's just a, uh, whole deep dive into your finances and we go over the whole shebang. And once that appointment is done, you'll know exactly where everything's at, where you stand. You'll have like a nice little snapshot to see where you're at and give you some ideas on how you can improve your situation. And if you want to move forward with coaching. Awesome. Oh my goodness, Heather, you've been wonderful. And as, as my very first podcast guest, um, I think you have really given us a lot to think about. And um, I think this is going to be an amazing opportunity for, for the listeners to, um, to really be able to, to think a little differently about their finances and maybe, and maybe make a couple of changes as we go into, into 2021. 
Awesome. I was happy to be here first. Very fun. Very exciting. And um, thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. I love talking to you. Thank you. Me too. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. You can find more information and connect with a community of like-minded women looking to explore their money stories on the Money Isn't Scary Facebook page. And if you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. Thanks for listening.